five, four, What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And I am going to be doing this podcast uh, by myself today again. Uh, yes, that's right. You hear it. Uh, Cody, unfortunately, is busy with work, as uh, probably most of you can uh, completely understand. So, uh, hey, we have a great show. We're talking about Raiders, Lakers. And uh, NBA MVP talk and uh, championship talk. So please stay tuned and uh, looking forward to talking. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate everyone. Uh, yes, as I said in the intro here, uh, I am doing this podcast solo, unfortunately. Uh, because uh, Cody has got some stuff going on at work that he uh, is going to have to deal with over this next week. So, uh, you know, keep him up in your prayers, uh, meditations, vibes, whatever it is that you do, uh, please keep him in your thoughts because, uh, you know, I know he is already exhausted and he just cannot wait until next week so he can be back here. So, um, and you know, Cody, shout out to you, man. I know you're working hard, so uh, we'll... We'll uh, we'll keep the fort uh, we'll keep the fort up here uh, this week. So, thank you so much. As I said before, for joining us, we always appreciate it. So, there's a lot to get to, um, I, and most recently, I want to talk about the the Raiders. Um, of course, the Vegas Raiders are officially out of the playoffs with their loss against the uh, Miami Dolphins. A lot of people would say, well, they were probably pretty much done with. Uh, when uh, we lost to the Chargers. Um, that's a good argument. I can't really <laughs> argue against it. Uh, the last w- We've lost three straight at home, which is ridiculous. The last uh, win that we had was away in the MetLife Stadium, and we almost lost to the, at that point, winless Jets. So um, overall, it has been a disastrous, disastrous ending uh, for the Raiders this year, it's un- it's really unfortunate. It, this is a team that I felt like could go uh, ten and six. That was my prediction uh, going into this year, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, it, it it didn't happen. I thought they could get into the playoffs. I thought this was a really well oiled machine, um, but unfortunately, I didn't account for how bad the defense was going to be. Um, and, and that that's my big big issue here. Uh, there's a reason that we were calling for Paul Gunther's uh, firing a lot earlier in the year. I believe we wanted him gone pretty much after uh, after the Bills game. Uh, no, yeah, after the Bills game, I was starting to say, we need to get rid of him. Then we had the Chiefs game where we put a lot of pressure. We're like, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe we're getting it. Then we had a bye week, and then we died against the Buccaneers. I mean, it was it was an atrocious, atrocious uh, defense this year all the way around. Um, I mean, Cody and I had been talking about it all year long. Jonathan Abram looked lost so many times this year, and he shouldn't. He absolutely shouldn't. Um, and we were we are to the point where we want to see him at linebacker rather than safety. Um, 
Trayvon Mullen was it has been fantastic all year. He had a horrible game against the Chargers. He was so lost. And a lot of people would argue, well, that wasn't that wasn't Paul Gunther. That was that was when Rob Marinelli. Yes, but if Rob Marinelli had a short week. It's not like he could just have his influence just like that. It, it wasn't going to happen. Um and um and then against the Dolphins giving up the plays that we did with the Dolphins having zero timeouts was absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, Gruden's call on, uh, you know, to uh, run down the clock, just knee it and kick for the field goal instead of going for the touchdown. Um, here's the thing. I did want to touch on that because I know that is a hit and miss topic. And I'm going to keep it real with you guys. When I was watching it, I didn't think much of it. I didn't think it was that bad. Now, if I were the head coach, yes. My call would have been, let's just get in the end zone. Because even with, um, you know, a couple of timeouts and a little bit of time remaining, you still are making the Dolphins have to score a touchdown, which is a lot harder to do than kicking a field goal. So even with zero timeouts and still only trying to kick a field goal, you can get that yardage. And if you get past the 50-yard line and you have no timeouts and only a few seconds left, you're going to try the field goal. You're not going to try for a Hail Mary. You're going to try for a field goal because it's either that or you're going to lose either way. So for me, I would have scored. I would have gone for a touchdown. Okay, would have given it to Josh Jacobs just like everyone else. And yes, I had Josh Jacobs on my... Uh, on one of my fantasy football teams. So, of course, I would have wanted to see him go in there. But um, overall, that that's what I would have done. Now, when I was watching the game, seeing that John Gruden was not going for it, it made sense. I understood what he was doing. It's not like we were sitting there watching this game going, "What? this doesn't make any sense. It makes sense. But the issue is you're only settling for a field goal. And Raiders fans, we have gone through this for almost 20 years where we just see this offense completely fall down on our face. But this year has been different. And I know a lot of people want to say, what do you mean? Like, we we haven't been playing well. We are at, we're almost like 30 points in every single game. Week 1, 34. Week 2, 34. Week 3, 20. Uh, week 4, 23. Week 5, 40. Week 6, we had a bye week. Week 7, 20. Week 8, 16. That was the uh, Cleveland game. Week 9, 31. Week 10, 37. Week 11, 31. Week 12, 6. That was uh, the Falcons game. Then week 13, 31. Week 14, 27. Week 15, 27. Week uh, 16, 25. We're not struggling to score points. Our issue is the defense, okay? Um, I, I've told Cody this. If we do not draft, if we do not draft defense in every single pick, I'm done. I'm done with the John Gruden era. And here's why. We have points. We are able to score. Yes, we we could I would have loved to see Henry Ruggs uh, do a little bit more. Uh, Darren Waller was a freaking beast this year. Tyrell Williams is coming back next year, hopefully healthy. Um, Nelson Aguilar, if we don't re-sign him, I I don't know what we're doing. Um, 
and uh, Josh Jacobs, he ran really well. He had a couple of injuries here and there and kind of hindered his numbers a little bit, but he was really good. And then Devontae Booker was was not a bad backup. So um, this offense is good. And let me tell you this, Derek Carr has been really good. And I'm going to get to Derek Carr in a little while. Um, so we don't need offense. We need defense. We need a safety who is good in coverage. Eric Harris and Jonathan Abram are not it. I'm sorry. I, I know I don't know if you're a fan of them or not. I like Jonathan Abram in the run in the run game. That's why I want him to be a linebacker. Because you know, as a safety, he's had to at least be able to cover, but he mainly is really good at stopping the run, and I think he would be better served as a linebacker. Even if you don't want him to bulk up and just put him at the linebacker position, I'm okay with it. Here's the thing, Jamal Adams, the reason he's Jamal Adams is not only is he good at stopping the run and and blitzing, he also can cover when he needs to. And that is the difference between these great players and these um, specialty players. And Jonathan Abram right now is just a specialty player. And I don't think that is a hot take. I don't think that's something I'm I don't think I'm telling you something that you don't already know. You should know this by now if you're a Raider fan. Is Jonathan Abram is not an elite player right now. He is just a specialty player. And we need to we need to uh, play him in positions that play to his strengths, not to his weaknesses. And his weaknesses are coverage. And we have seen it throughout every single week. Jonathan Abram gave up a huge Wide open touchdown to Travis Kelsey that I still cannot get over. Um, so, um, there, there's a lot, a lot that we need to get done. And the other thing is, Abram gets injured a lot because he doesn't know when to turn it off a little bit. Um, he's so intense. He he just goes full speed, which is great. But there are times where you just need to save yourself for your team. And um, unfortunately, he really hasn't nailed that down um you know i think we need a few uh nick kwiatkowski Corey littleton and uh nick morrow i think did a really good job with the linebacker position i think we're okay there if if we want to draft a guy for depth i'm okay with that but the main thing we need pass rushers pass rushing is a must i know a lot of people want to say well, what about the defensive end my thought is always this. When you're a team, you need to have a quarterback. In my opinion, the Raiders have a quarterback in Derek Carr. And I'm not going to beat this right now because, again, I said I'm going to get to it later. <laughs> so we have a quarterback in Derek Carr. So the next thing you want to do is you want to get a guy who can get to the quarterback. A lot of people would argue Max Crosby. Max Crosby is a really nice player. There, I'm not denying that. I really like him as a player. I love him as a Raider. Um, I want to see him succeed. But here's the thing. He's not that elite talent. He needs someone else on the other side to get to the quarterback. And that's where we need to draft. Our first pick should not be a quarterback, should not be a receiver, should not be a running back, should not be an offensive lineman. I know that's crazy. He should be a pass rusher. We need a pass rusher. I know it's not full like it is in, in years past, but the Raiders need a pass rush. And then you would go left tackle. We have a pretty good left tackle in Colton Miller, and he's got at least one more year left. So um, I say keep him. 
let him play and uh and we'll see um one yeah he's got one year left sorry i'm i'm thinking on the fly here and then you go secondary and that would be my second round third round pick i would draft another corner and i would also draft a safety the reason being is I love Trayvon Mullen. He's still got a lot to learn. It really depends on who our defensive coordinator is next year. Um, and it's not, it might be Rob Marinelli. I don't know. If it is, I feel good about it. I feel a lot better about him than, than Paul Gunther. So, um, you know, I like Trayvon Mullen. He's still learning. Uh, uh, Damon Arnett, he's still a learning cornerback, but I like him a lot. I would have liked to have seen, uh, Amik Robertson a little bit more. Isaiah Johnson kind of had hit and miss games. Uh, Nixon, same thing. He was kind of hit and miss. So we had a lot of hit and miss corners. I think we need to shore that up. And then obviously I had already talked about the safety. So that's kind of my thought process going into the draft. Yes, I'm already thinking about the draft because we're out of the playoffs. What else as Raider fans do we have to look towards? Hopefully, though, I do want to win on the last game. I, I know a lot of people are like, well, why don't we just lose it? I mean, who cares? <laughs> and and I can I can appreciate that thought, but I just would rather be 8-8 eight and eight than 7-9. and nine. I really do. Um, that's just kind of my thought process. But I under, if they lost, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe we lost. I'm just going to say, well, <laughs> you know, we get a better draft pick. So, um for me, I, 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 defense is all we need. We do not need to draft offense. Uh, if you want to go in the seventh round and draft a, uh, you know, a depth at, um, at lineman, offensive lineman, that's fine. But that's all. I, I don't want to see another offensive player in the draft. I really don't. All right, guys. So I, I did want to talk about Derek Carr's future. Um, there's a lot. Uh, Raiders Twitter, as I, as I like to talk, talk about it a lot. I hate it, but I'm always on it. Um, you know, a lot of people are calling for Derek Carr to go. Um, he didn't have a great game in the beginning. Um, and here's the thing. He, the guy is playing with a groin injury, so he's not going to be able to step into throws as well as he normally does or set his feet as, norm, as well as he normally does. Um, but... Be that as it may, um, Derek Carr is a talented quarterback. Whether you think so or not, he is. Um, he's had the one of the best years of his career. Uh, number statistically, he's had the best uh, best year of his career. Um, and he hasn't thrown a ton of interceptions. I know he's thrown some interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, for God's sakes, threw an interception last week. I mean, quarterbacks throw interceptions. It happens. Tom Brady has 11 this year. I mean, <laughs> what are we arguing? I, I, I just, I, I don't get it, guys. I, I really don't. And I struggle to understand what the big deal is with Derek Carr. Why, why do we think we can get better? What are you going to get better? And here's the thing. A lot of people are saying, well, John Gruden, he's, He's going to be on the hot seat next year. This is I actually had this conversation with Cody, and I'm sure he'll be on here next week uh, defending his, his point, but he's not here right now, so uh, I don't have to hear it. Um, but um, John Gruden, Cody was saying he believes that he's going to be a little bit on the hot seat next year. He's going to have to do a little bit more next year um, to possibly keep his job for the year after that. 
My thing is this. If that is the case, then there is no way John Gruden can restart with a new quarterback. There is no way. And Cody said maybe Mariota. I don't think I think Gruden knows who the better quarterback is. Because here's the thing. <laughs> who gets final say in the starting lineup? It would it be the head coach? Yes, it would be. Okay. So if Gruden truly liked Mariota better, then this week against the Dolphins, Mariota would have started. Why? Because Carr is injured. But even with Carr having that injury, and a lot of people were saying he's going to be out probably a couple of weeks, so he might be out for the season, and he came back the next week and played, that is, that is Gruden telling you. He is telling you without actually saying it, Carr is the quarterback. He doesn't like Mariota better. Mariota, when Carr got injured, brought a different dynamic to the offense. And that one that the Chargers were not ready for at all. Okay? Carr is not as athletic as Mariota. But Carr is a better quarterback than Mariota. I know. It's shocking. You know, Carr's only played in 16 games this year. If that were true, if it were really true that Carr is not the quarterback, Mariota would already be playing. He would have played against the Dolphins. He would have played against them. So the argument to me is, is idiotic. It's absolutely idiotic that we are still saying here, well, Carr's not, Carr's not, they, they don't want Carr anymore. They're, they're going to get rid of him. Okay, that may be true. They may get rid of, of Carr. But the only reason they're going to do it is if Mark Davis goes to Gruden and tells him, hey, you're still good. You're still the head coach for, what, six more years, seven more years. That's the only time I can see them actually getting rid of Carr. Because if if Cody's uh, assumption is that Gruden is going to be on the hot seat, then Derek Carr is going to have to be the quarterback. Why, you say? Because you cannot restart a team. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, what do you mean restart? All they have to do is draft a quarterback. You're drafting a young quarterback and you're hoping he's better. You have no idea if he is. That's called restarting. That is a restart offense. And if he's on the hot seat, he's not leaving his job up to a rookie quarterback. He's not going to do it. And even if they do draft a quarterback, then that rookie quarterback is not going to see action. Unless season over. So that, to me... Listen, I, I know Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. I know Derek Carr is not Drew Brees. I know Derek Carr is not Patrick Mahomes. And I've seen Justin Herbert, the way he throws. He may not be Justin Herbert. But as of right now, Carr is a better quarterback than Herbert. You know, I, I made this, I, I, made, I asked this question to Cody a couple of weeks ago. I said, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Derek Carr or would you rather have um, Jared Goff? And he said Carr. And I kind of think of the same way of, would you rather have Matt Ryan or Derek Carr? A lot of people, I, I think there were some people who would say, well, Matt Ryan, because he went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he lost with all the weapons that he has. 
Carr just got a few weapons this year. A Nelson Aguilar who kept dropping passes. And now we have Darren Waller, uh, who's been here consistently for two years now. And Josh Jacobs as well. And Carr has made the most of it. <laughs> He's made the most of it. And, I, and I've told my wife this. I've, I've told uh, a Brad, friend of the show, um, and, I've, and I've told Cody this. I'm to the point where I hope, I, I really do hope that the Raiders get rid of Carr. Why? Because I want to see Carr succeed, and I want to see a fan base. Um, I want to see a fan base respect him the way he should be respected. If he went to the Patriots today, he he would be the most loved Patriot right now. You think I'm lying? Then watch. Then watch. I want to see him go to the Colts. Frank Reich in that offense with a T.Y. Hilton, with a Michael Pittman Jr., with that offensive line, and the John, and Jonathan Taylor, the, the newest running back, and then that freakishly good defense on that Colts team, you watch. You want something better than Carr, and then you see Carr go somewhere else and succeed, you watch. You watch. I guarantee it. You will watch from a distance and go, man, where was that car when he was on the Raiders? He was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. You didn't give him the respect that he deserved. And here's the other thing. A lot of people want to go, well, if I'm sitting back and I'm watching car and he's succeeding somewhere else but couldn't succeed here, why would I say, well, where would, like, why would I care? Um, why would I think he was going to do that when he was here? He has been doing everything that you want him to do. The difference is, is those teams that I played, that I named, the Patriots, they have a defense. The Colts, they have a defense. If he went to, God, I mean, I can't think of a team on the top of my, if he went to the Panthers, they have a better defense than us right now. The Raiders, their defense is one of the worst in the league. The one of the worst. It is absolutely a terrible defense. And you can argue it was Paul Gunther. That's fine. With Jack Del Rio, the defense wasn't great. But it wasn't this bad. So be careful what you wish for. Because I guarantee you, you're going to see Carr in a different jersey. And he's going to be succeeding. He will. And I... As a Derek Carr fan, I hope he goes somewhere else and gets the respect that he deserves. As a Raider fan, I want him to stay a Raider. I want him to be a Raider so bad. But I want my point proven. And no one is going to understand what I'm talking about until he's gone. And do I want to suck for more years? I definitely, I definitely do not. I am not about that life. I'm so done with sucking. All I want is a, a playoff. That's all I want. And uh, it, it's been hard to come by. It has. All right, guys. Uh, so I'm going to take a break here. Uh, when I come back, I am going to be talking about Lakers basketball. And then we're going to have a, a sprinkle of... Uh, the NBA MVP talk and uh, who I think is going to win the NBA championship. So stay tuned. 
All right, guys, welcome back. Um, so I was so fired up about Raiders talk, uh, but I needed to cut it a little bit short because I needed to talk about the Lakers. That's right. NBA basketball started uh, December 22nd. Uh, Cody and I are actually in a fantasy basketball league. Um, we were debating on whether we were going to put it on the podcast and have people join um, but it was kind of a last minute, uh, thing, last minute ordeal and it would have been a little bit hard. So sorry, but hopefully we can do that next year. If, uh, if we have enough of you, uh, you know, uh, message us and say you want to do it, uh, we'd like to set that up. So, uh, you know, keep, uh, you know, send us a message and say, Hey, I want to be in it. So, uh, we, we love to do like a, a fan league. So that would be really fun. Um, and see if you guys know more than, than we do, uh, which is, you know, may not be that hard to <laughs> figure out. Um, Lakers basketball, uh, they started against the Clippers and we lost the first game. And here's the thing that I, that I looked at it. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. It was, yes, it was the ring ceremony, but, um, you know, it, it was on short rest. What did we have? Like 70 days in between uh, the NBA Finals and and the regular season. Um, not a long time. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things that you you got a lot of time to work with, and so that is a little it's a little frustrating to be honest. But um, you know. LeBron looked okay. Um, you know, he doesn't look as well rested right now. Anthony Davis, he started off hot right away. Um, one player that even though I I knew he was a uh, he was really good, it just it was really cool to see Dennis Schroeder. Um, he looked really good and um he looks, I mean, I've watched the other games, and he just looks like he's grasping the offense just immediately. And he looks like we, we got him in his prime, which is even better. Uh, I watched Dennis Schroeder when he was with Atlanta. I always thought he was a good player. He's a great defensive player. He's so smart on defense. Um, and he's a lot younger than Danny Green, and I think he's a little bit smaller and... Um, thinner than uh, Danny Green, but I feel like overall he's his smarts are about the same and um, his athleticism is, is way higher than what Danny Green was. So he's a good fit. He's he's a guy that we lost Danny Green to... to um, oh, where did he go? I can't even think. Uh, <laughs> I want to say the Sixers. Uh, man, I, I totally blanked right now, but... Um, you know, we lost him and to the Sixers. Yes, I am correct. So he went to the Sixers, and now we get a Dennis Schroeder who, in my opinion, is now a better shooter than Danny Green. Danny Green was a tremendous three-point shooter in his heyday, but, you know, last year he kind of lost a little bit. And with Schroeder, he's actually improved his three-point shooting. So he even looks better. Um, Schroeder looks really good. I, I'm really pleased with him. Uh, Montrez Harrell, I'm... Uh, I'm kind of 50-50 on him right now. Um, Montrez Harrell brings a lot of intensity. He brings a lot of energy, which is good. That's what Dwight Howard brought. Um, but what was nice about Dwight Howard was he may not score a lot uh, like he used to, but he was a guy who can block shots. He was a guy on defense that could really intimidate um, 
you know, the opposing team. With Montrez Harrell, he can do that, but he's a little bit shorter. So some of the blocks that he does go after, he can miss. So some of those shots that he's defending, um, you know, he does kind of look, um, you know, he, he he looks shorter. I mean, I don't know how to other other any other way to describe it. And on defense, he does look lost right now. Um, and that's a little disheartening. Like you, you want to see, you want to see a guy that you just picked up really just pick up the defense. But you know, and he was kind of known for his defense with the Clippers. So you know, he is he's a working progress. I, I guess let's just say that. Um, there, there's a lot that we still need to see. Um, but uh, I, I I really like Montrez Harrell. I think he's going to be really good off the bench. Um, Wesley Matthews, he hasn't played a lot of minutes, which I'm a little surprised at. Um, but I think part of it is Kyle Kuzma has been playing really, really well. Um, he's, he's kind of started off really hot. Uh, he's making a lot of his shots. He's catching and shooting the ball like crazy. And, um, as long as he keeps making it, you know, he can keep doing it. So, uh, good for him. He's doing a really good job and I love, I love to see him succeed. Um, but yeah, Wesley Matthews is a guy who I really want to see. And I feel like we haven't really gotten to see a lot of yet. Um, and like I said, I really do think it's just because Kyle Kuzma is, uh, doing so well. I mean, right now he's only averaging two points a game. Uh, you know, he's shooting only 33%. I mean, we've only played four games. So, I mean, how much can you take from these from these stats? But, um, you know, Matthews, he's probably going to see more playing time as, as we go on. And also we've seen uh, a lot of THT, Talon uh, Horton Tucker, He's been doing really well, so it's kind of hard to take him out because he he's had a really good start. Uh, I want to see more scoring from Marcus Saul. I think um, Mark really hasn't shot the ball well late, uh, or hasn't shot the ball well lately. Yeah, he hasn't really shot the ball at all. Um, so I would I would like to see him uh, shoot a little bit more. I feel like he's trying to show off his passing right now, which he's doing a really good job. Uh, but I do want to see a few more uh, a few more points from him. Uh, I would like to see more Quinn Cook. He is a really good shooter. Um, he is, I hate to say this, but he is kind of a defensive liability at times because he only because he is only six one. He is very quick though, so offensively he he could really uh, bring something that the Lakers uh, may not get off the bench. But uh, defensively he's. He's not as good. Um, Alex Caruso obviously is a little bit lengthier, um, you know, so he's a, he's a better uh, option uh, defensively, um, but uh, offensively, I, I like Quinn Cook. So when we need some points, I would like to see more of uh, Quinn Cook. So um, obviously, we can talk about LeBron James. LeBron James is phenomenal. I don't think we need to say anything else. Anthony Davis is phenomenal. Um, even though LeBron and Anthony Davis have had a lot of injuries uh, already to start. You know, this early in the season, and as Cody actually had told me earlier uh, today, he was telling me, he was like, well, yes, you know, they, you know, they are injured, but, you know, they haven't had a lot of time off. 
And luckily that they're getting injured, if they are going to get injured, as long as it's early in the year and not later in the year. So he does have a point there. I I, uh, I can't really be upset about that. So, And I do, I am reading this right now, I, um, that Alex Caruso, Caruso is supposed to be missing about two games. So that's Wednesday's game, uh, which is tomorrow because I'm recording this on Tuesday. And then Friday's game in San Antonio, uh, he'll, he should be missing that. So you're probably going to see more Quinn Cook and, and obviously Dennis Schroeder. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But so far, I, I like what the Lakers look like. They're only 2-2 two and two in four games. Um, I'm not freaking out about the record right now. Um, we're just trying to get into our groove. We're trying to find what lineup works and which one, uh, you know, which players play better with uh, this player and so on and so forth. So um, there's a lot of basketball to be played. There's a lot of basketball to figure out if you're Frank Vogel. So um, overall, I'm not really concerned about the Lakers. Um, You know, I would really like to see how, how the Lakers uh, look without, you know, LeBron James playing in a game uh, or with without um, Anthony Davis uh, or both of them. I'd like to see when they're both out, see how this team plays. So uh, it would be very, very interesting to watch. Um, you know, we just came off of a loss to Portland, but let's be honest. We lost to Portland, but Trent Jr., Gary Trent Jr. was just going off in that game. And there's... As much as you want to scream and yell and shout and be like, what are we doing? Like, if it wasn't for Gary Trent Jr., like, we would have won that game. I mean, it's it's obvious because McCollum, he ended up with 20 points, Lillard with 31. You expect those guys to have those points. But Trent Jr. off the bench had 28 points, okay? you You can't. You can't assume a guy on the bench is going to get 28 points. Like, if he got 15 points, we win the game. I mean, we win the game. But he was killing it from three, um, and he only played in 24 minutes. That's that's the most efficient you can possibly be. Have more points than minutes that you have. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, um, you know, I'm not going to scream and shout. Anthony Davis didn't even really shoot that well. He only had 13 points in that game. Um, he didn't have foul trouble, so it just, he wasn't, he wasn't shooting the ball well, and, you know, we needed Harold to step up, and he only had nine points, um, you know, Gasol only had four points, uh, Kuzma, who actually has been playing really well, he only had six points in that game, so a lot of our, uh, uh, guys that we rely on to get some points, especially off the bench, Harold and Kuzma being the main two, um, you know, they combined for 15 points, I mean, you, you don't win, when you have two guys combining for 15 points. And you have one of your starters who's only getting four. You know, LeBron and Schroeder were really playing well. Uh, KCP had some had some good shots. He had 14 points. So, um, again, I, I'm not too worried. It's just, you know, they had a guy on the bench who was just going off, and we had uh, guys on the bench who, who couldn't get it going. So, um, you know, I can piss and moan all I want, but it's not going to do any, <laughs> do any good. So, and listen, when we lost the Clippers, we lost by, we lost by seven. We destroyed the Mavericks. Uh, we destroyed the Timberwolves and then we lose by eight to the trailblazers. So I'm not worried. 
if when we are losing, we're barely losing. It's not by a lot. So uh, I'm not going to push the panic button here. <laughs> All right. So um, just talking a little bit about like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I did want to talk about the NBA MVP. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, could it be Giannis again? No. <laughs> if anything... If anything proved last year why Giannis should not have won the MVP, it was how his team played towards in the playoffs. It was they were awful. They were not good. Um and uh so Giannis, he's going to have to average like 35 points a game the whole year uh to even still be a thought of of um MVP because his teams don't get it done when it needs to be when it needs to get done. It, it just it, it's a proven fact. I'm not I'm not throwing shade. I'm not being uh, a negative person. It's just it's just the facts that you have. Okay. Um. So you know Giannis obviously is up there. We've heard a lot about Luca. Now Luca Doncic is an interesting one to say the least. Luca is a guy who I feel like could possibly end up winning the whole thing. Um, here's why. First, Luca is starting out the season without Porzingis, and Porzingis is a big part of this offense. Okay, but what we don't realize is Luca was starting to really get—he was starting to cook. And if you look at this Mavericks team, it's not great. But when you look at the first two, uh, Luka Doncic and a Kristaps Porzingis, if Porzingis comes off of this injury that he has and he stays healthy the rest of the year, this is a scary team because not only can Luka score whenever he freaking wants to, but Porzingis is kind of that way too. He can hit a deep three. He's a 7 3 power forward, center, however you want to put, whatever you want to put him, four or five, um, guy who can shoot a 30-foot shot and drain it easily. Porzingis is ridiculous to guard, okay? Another guy I did want to bring up is Anthony Davis. Yes, I had to bring in, um, I had to put out the uh, the Lakers uh, pick. I think Anthony Davis is the guy who's going to make this engine run. Uh, run. I can't <laughs> I can't talk. Anthony Davis is going to make this engine run uh for the Lakers. I feel like LeBron is going to really try and conserve a lot of his energy because it is a short season. Uh I feel like he's kind of picking up a little bit because Anthony Davis uh really hasn't gotten in his groove yet. So I think LeBron is trying to hold it up until Anthony gets in his groove and then I think LeBron is going to kind of take a back seat a little bit. So that's just kind of my thought process in this. Um, you know, um, I think I think LeBron is going to definitely be one that we're going to be talking about for a um, for an MVP as well. Uh, LeBron is is still scoring really well. He can score whenever he wants to. He can get to the basket whenever he wants to. But the thing that separated him last year from some of the other MVP years that he's had was his assists. And I think that's not going to change this year. Whenever he's on the floor, he wants to spread it out. And I don't I don't see this year as any exception. And also, he does get a lot of rebounds. And whether you can say, well, they let him get the rebounds. They let him have the rebounds. 
okay. Like, what's the big deal if they let him? He still gets them. I mean, and honestly, I've seen him go after some of these um, rebounds very aggressively. So it's not a bad thing. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and then I wanted to put um, Kevin Durant in that conversation. Obviously, KD is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, I think Kevin Durant, a lot of people were saying, I'm not sure he's going to be what he used to be, but here's the thing with the Achilles injury, it really affects guys who are really driving to the basket a lot or these high flyers. That's not Kevin Durant's game. Kevin Durant's game is, um, he's a shooter. Um, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to leap so high. Um, and so he can live with an Achilles injury that kind of nags at him. He can still live with it and still drain a ton of threes. His, his shooting stroke is one of the cleanest I've ever seen in, in basketball. Um, you know, and I think that kind of, I I think that kind of got buried, uh, when he was in Golden State, um, you know, because Steph and Clay are probably, you know, top five in, in shooting shooting motion, you know, and, and KD is in that top five as well. So um, his kind of got covered up by the other two guys. And um, I, I think a lot of people forget that he's a shooter and he's a clean shooter. Um, he's a guy who who's had to rely on his shot most of his because he's always been just so skinny. Um, he's never one of those guys who can overpower you. Um, and so I, I feel like Kevin Durant um, is going to be perfectly fine. So I like him for MVP talks. But another guy that should be mentioned is Nikolai Jokovic. Um, Jokic is, man, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's averaging, what, 38 minutes, um, 12 rebounds, 14 assists. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. He's, he, you know, 24 points. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's he's playing so well right now. Um, yes, I know it's only four games. Okay, I got it, you know. But I think it's okay to be excited. I mean, this guy is, what's scary is he's not even in his prime. Like, this might be the start of his prime. Like, last year... He was starting to get into a groove, and now I think we're seeing it going into this year. And you're starting to see, like, when he's at the top of his game, he is good. He is real good. Now, I did want to have some honorable mentions. Kyrie Irving, um, I feel like is could be a sneaky uh, MVP player, uh, but the only issue with him is he does get injured every year, and I don't think this year is going to be any exception. So I'm a little worried about him. Another guy I think needs to have honorable mention, Damian Lillard. I know, I know he he gets all the love in the playoffs, but listen, in the regular season, the guy averages like 30 points a game every single year. The only thing is a lot of times he's been on some bad Portland teams. This Portland team I think got better over the offseason, and I feel like they are now a really, really good team. They're a tough team to play. Um, CJ McCollum is actually playing really well. Um, but I think Lillard overall is, is going to be the guy. So, uh, that's someone to watch out for as well. So 
I've kind of said who I feel like uh, who are going to be potential MVP candidates. I did want to say who I think is going to be the MVP winner. I think it's going to be Luka Doncic. And the reason I feel that way is is simply this. We saw what he did in the bubble. Um, carrying the Mavericks team against the Clippers without a Porzingis. I mean, we saw what they would look like with Porzingis. They were really, really good. And we were really looking forward to that series. But unfortunately, Porzingis got injured. And so Luka kind of had it on his back with a team that really wasn't a great team. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm not trying to uh, poop on the on the Mavericks because I I do feel like they have a really they have a talented team, but not compared to what the Clippers had. And I think um, Luka showed, hey, I can I can do this. I'm a talented guy, and and, and I'm going to help us win no matter what. And he absolutely has done that so far. Um, Luca is averaging seven rebounds, uh, 6.7 assists. So we'll just call it seven assists. And uh, he's averaging uh, 27.7 points per game. So 28 points a game. I mean, that's what they need every night. He's going to be the facilitator. He's also going to score whenever he needs to. Luca is ridiculous and... If the Mavericks make it to the playoffs, I, I I say if I really think they're going to the Mavericks make the playoffs, I, I think he's MVP. Um, you know because we've seen what this team can be with Porzingis, but he doesn't fall off that much. Um, when it's just Luca, now when it's both of them, it looks good, but when it's just him, he still plays he plays amazing. And the rest of the team plays amazing. So, um, for me, I, I do feel like Luca will win the MVP. Um, my second place is probably going to be LeBron James. And, and the reason I say that is because I feel like he's not going to score as much. And that's my worry. Um, but if he scores a lot, then it will be LeBron. But as of right now, I feel like LeBron is just going to try and be more of an assist guy. I don't think he's going to try and score more than like 25 points a game. And I think overall as MVP voters like, they like those points per game. Uh, I think Luca will end up being the uh, MVP winner. So this is going to, this is going a little bit longer than what I wanted to, but I did already uh, tease it. So I do need to say it. <laughs> NBA champion. Um, you know, there's some good teams. I think the Nets, they look really good. With KD and Kyrie, if both of them are healthy, that is a really, really scary team. Um, as much as I want to say the Milwaukee Bucks, um, they're not scary until they actually win a, a series. Um, yeah, that was really harsh, but I, I feel that way. I mean, Giannis, you can only go to the playoffs two years in a row and, and get out early so many times. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, Boston is a scary team, but they don't look as good as I thought they would. So, uh, keep an eye on the, on the Celtics. They might actually be worse this year than they were last year. Last year they were good. Um, Washington could be a very sneaky, scary team. Um, and, and Cleveland's actually playing really well. I don't, I don't think it'll last, but, um, so kind of watch out for, for some of those teams. Um, 
obviously the Clippers. Uh, Clippers are a really good team uh, with or without uh, Kawhi or, or Paul George. Um, that's still a really good team. The Clippers are still a tough out. Just because they lost Montrezl Harrell does not mean now they're worse off. Uh, they got Serge Ibaka, who's a really good player, and he's a guy who can hit a three. So, um, you know, you do add that dimension, but uh, he can get in foul trouble a lot easier. So uh, you can only pick and choose when he's going to kind of intimidate the offense, and I put that in air quotes. Um, and then uh, we talk about the Lakers. Um, you know, they were the champions last year. Um, I'm just going to say it. I think the Lakers are repeating, and here's why. LeBron and Anthony Davis are the best one-two punch in the game. Luka and Porzingis are really, really good, but Porzingis is not to the level that Anthony Davis is. Um, and I think Luka and LeBron, you could you can pretty much compare Luka to LeBron now. Um, I think we've seen enough of Luka of what he can do. Um, is kind of similar to LeBron. Now, LeBron used his physical strength but Luca uses his his wits and it's so good it's so advanced over a lot of these players it, it it's it makes you wonder like is the game in Europe better and the answer is no it's absolutely not but the way you see him play you're like oh man is it better over there like is he just smarter because he was there no it's because he had to figure things out at a really young age and now he's in the NBA he knows how to figure things out. Like he's just he knows. Um, but what what also I like about the Lakers is the depth that they added. Kyle Kuzma looks really good. Uh, we mentioned Marcus Saul, Montrez Harold, Dennis Schroeder. Um, you know Wesley, Wesley Matthews. Uh, this is a good depth team. This is a team that now can play real defense when they really need to. Um, and that's scary for a team that defensively took out the Miami Heat. I mean, the Miami Heat were not hitting their shots like they they were uh, in all of the playoffs. Like the Lakers kind of, I don't want to say shut them down, but did a good job of, of um, you know, not letting them get all their open shots that they normally had. So I think the Lakers are repeating. Um, it's hard to say that LeBron is out of his element because he still looks the same like LeBron. Uh, he might look a little bit slower, but I, I really don't think it's because he's getting older. I really think it's because of the lack of rest uh, going into this year, and I think you're going to see it a lot throughout the year. I think you're going to see a lot of players um, need a little bit more rest or um, have an injury that normally is, you know, you're out two to three games, but they're going to stretch it out into a week just to kind of give that guy a rest. So, um, you know, look forward to, the, you know, look at that. But uh, for the most part, I, I don't see right now, I think the Nets are a really good team. There's no question. That's a talented team that could take a, anyone to to a game seven. But I think the Lakers would overall win that because if you're talking about the Nets, who's going to guard Anthony Davis? DeAndre Jordan? Okay, but Jordan is not a good guy to cover Anthony Davis on the three or a long two. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is, is best when he's towards the basket, offensive and defensively. Um, you know, Jarrett Allen, he's the same way. He is the same player as DeAndre Jordan, just younger. 
I mean, that's it's, that's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of a younger DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan at that time was, was so dominant because the game wasn't all threes yet. Now it's all threes. Uh, he's a, he kind of becomes a defensive liability when it comes to covering guys on the outside. Um, KD can, can put a hand in his face, but, um, you know, Anthony Davis can back him down so easily. Um, LeBron knows how to take out Kyrie and KD for that matter. KD can make his shots. Uh, and you know, he, he will still drop, you know, possibly 30 points over LeBron, but it's going to have to be all shots and you're going to live and die by that. So, um, I think, I think the Lakers match up really well against the Nets. And I think that's who my favorite is to come out of the East. I don't, I don't, I really don't see the Celtics overtaking the Nets. I don't, unless Kyrie gets hurt. Even then, I'm not sure if Kyrie and Katie get hurt, uh, then I see Boston definitely uh, taking over that the Eastern spot. But uh, I know a lot of people want to say the Bucks, but we've seen it two, three years in a row now. The Bucks just can't get it done when it matters most. And I, I would like to say the Heat, but I think they really pushed a lot of their energy towards last year, and they kind of they just fell short. And um, I think teams all around the east got better and it's going to really hurt the heat i think they're still going to make make the playoffs but i don't think they're the they're the ones who are going to come out of the east so all right guys well sorry it went a little bit longer but i appreciate you sticking it out with me appreciate the love and support that you guys always send for us um please continue that please um you know um if you want to message us you know contact us comment on anything that we post um you know hit us up uh on an email through the through the drew code uh sports talk website um you know direct message us whatever it is please we want to hear from you guys we want to know how you feel uh whether you hate us whether you like us um we just want to hear so uh please uh hit us up and and we want to we want to have conversations with you guys so thank you um Go check out uh, our social media, which is uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It is all Drew Code Sports Talk. Also, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, you know, like I said, comment on all the videos that we post. Also, subscribe to our uh, podcast, and we're on all the major podcasts. That being uh, Spotify, iHeart, uh, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So, subscribe, rate, and review. Anything and everything does help. Uh, if it's a one star, please tell us how we can get better. If it is a five star, let us know what we're doing right so we can continue that. So we appreciate all that. And also, go check out our awesome, awesome partners in fnxfitness.com. They got great workout gear, great workout supplements. They have uh, a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff that they got. Um, you know, obviously with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. With Christmas being over with, please uh, go check out all the stuff that they have restocked. They sell out so fast, so you better go quick. Um, And we can also get you 15% off. Uh, If you want to know how to get that 15% off, go to our website, which is DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. Click on Partners. Go to the Partners spot. Click on the FNX Fitness and uh, you can type in, uh, it'll it'll tell you what to do, but uh, type in Drew Code uh, 
and I believe it's Drew Code Sports Talk 15, and you can get 15% off your whole purchase with FNX Fitness. So go check that out. And also, um, you know, we have uh, we have a blog, or I have a blog that I run on there. It's a uh, it's called One Giant Step. It's sp- uh, strictly San Francisco Giants talk, uh, which is really cool. I love it. Uh, the Giants are, I mean, the Padres have been making a lot of moves. So I feel like the Giants are going to make some move, maybe not a big move, but a uh, a meaningful move uh, here soon. So if they do, uh, I will write about it. Um, but if not, I w- I'm probably still going to wait until about February to uh, start writing about uh, Giants baseball again. But go check it out. It's a real easy read. It'll take you no more than five minutes, only three paragraphs. So easy read, easy, easy. Um, and just see what I think about the giant about Giants baseball, pretty much. Um, I think that's about it, guys. I appreciate everything uh, that you guys do, and appreciate uh, you guys listening to um, only me today. Uh, again, uh, lift uh, your spirits up to uh, to Cody. I know he's he's dog tired, so uh, any energy he can get from any of you. Uh, I know it's going to be appreciated. So go, uh, you know, go do that before you go to sleep. Um, thank you guys for tolerating me today. Have a happy new year and, uh, we'll see you next year.